Henry stroked his hand over his You don't think it's too big, he asked. No, I replied. If it's just fine. <laughs> Good old Henry. Good old Henry with his big beep. <laughs> Hello, Slate Podcast listeners. I'm here to remind you to take the Slate survey. It will be open through April 1st, and your answers help us make a better Slate. It'll only take a few minutes. You can find it at slate.com slash survey. Hi, Dan. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> How are you doing? Mate, I have been cooped up like a caged hen, forced <laughs> to lay these thirst eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, man. I'm I'm grateful and glad to be alive and not currently in the grip of a truly horrifying disease. Uh, how are you doing? Um, about the same. I mean, I don't mind being at home. Like, I can literally go for two weeks without leaving um, my apartment. Excellent. Um, just opening your the time. door. Yeah, for <laughs> this delivery. is finally your time to shine. Yeah, and um, I'm good and. Luckily, um, before everything went belly up, I had already stocked up on groceries and I keep toilet paper like I got. I always have like three to four packs of 12 count toilet tissue. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. My mother would love you. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm good uh, as far as that is concerned. I am a little tired already, though, of what I've been cooking. Um, but I'm trying to yeah. be responsible and not really order a lot of delivery. Um, and I know well, that's I know that's bad because, you know, people still need the income. But I also just want to make sure that people stay healthy and that the drivers aren't like, you know, doing extra work. Right. And the other thing as well is like so much of the online shopping is still coming from like shops. So like I don't want to ransack needlessly. Like if we all literally bought what we needed, there would be enough for everybody. And I don't want to be an irresponsible person and have too much while there is somebody out there and it's not just somebody it's several people with too little so i am like you i am bored of uh batch cooking but also <laughs> like this is also teaching me to finish the food in my fucking cupboards before i go out and buy something else like i i don't want to be you know like i'm really i don't want to be like oh all the lessons learned from coronavirus covid19 but like it's so clear to me that i really have the luxury of choice um yeah, and, I and so i'm I, I don't like leftovers, so I'm really just kind of having to hunker down and power through right. um, this stuff. And uh, it's fine. I mean, this is a small price to pay for remaining right. as healthy as I can. Right. Um, and not being a vector for disease for other people, which is something else to think about. Exactly. Excellent. Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> the thirst show must still go on. It must. It must. And you know what? This is how <laughs> this is how we plan to while away our hours indoors with our social distancing. We're just going to thirst with even more vim, even more vigor. Just going to allow us. I will try. You know, I can't, I don't know how much vim and vigor I have, but I'm here. And I just want our thirst buckets to know that we are here for them. They can, you know, we're going to keep putting out episodes, but we also have our back catalog, which is thorough and rich. And, um, you know, I hope that that's been helpful for a lot of people. 
Right. And I think it has been. And yes, to echo Nicole, please feel free to dip in. We literally have several episodes. And chances are, if we haven't covered your exact thirst object, we have definitely covered your adjacent thirst object. <laughs> so like, <laughs> lean in and just, you know, treat it like a pick a mix bag, a mixed, a, a grab bag of goodies. Just pop in, just go to slate.com slash podcasts. And there you will find us in our resplendent glory. Nicole and I grinning at the top of the page, inviting <laughs> you into a world of thirst. Uh, anyway, to that end, this yes. feeling of the, the mixed bag. This week's show is a bit of a special, a special show, Nicole, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to do a little mailbag special where we finally get to um, several drabbles that our listeners have sent in and we're going to read some of them or at least try to read some of them because, you know, our thirst bucket's so enthusiastic and fantastic that they keep sending us very long drabbles um, <laughs> that are no longer drabbles, but actually short stories. And we can't read <laughs> all of them, but we're going to share enough of them. So we're going to... Um, we're going to read some listener submitted travels. We're going to do Thirst Sommelier. Um, yes. So we're going to uh, give you some new thirst objects to, you know, lust after. That's right. I know lots of people have been uh, clamoring uh, very politely, obviously, because thirst buckets are generally polite uh, for the return of Thirst Sommelier. And finally, we are going to do a bumper selection of Thirst Sommelier options for you. You people, honestly, the thirst just never stops. People every day just chuck a surprising, sometimes a surprising person in there and go, hey, fix this. And you're like, okay, let me <laughs> rack my thirst brain and try and find something for you. But yes, we have several options today and we're going to get to all of that. Um, like I said, it's going to be a bumper episode and it's all about the thirst bucket. I'm so excited for this. Um, are we ready? We're ready. Let's go. So, Nicole, do you remember back in the midst of time when we first came up with the concept of the Aid Kit? I do. I do. <laughs> it's been a while, but I do. <laughs> it's been five million years. Um, but one of the things that we decided early on, and um, one of the things that became very quickly uh, apparent that people loved was Thirst Sommelier. Yes, I actually like it too. You know, it flexes our, our skills a little bit. Doesn't it? Thank you. You sound like a real kind of, you know, those bodybuilders who say to you, you know, your, your body begins in, the, in your kitchen, not in the gym. <laughs> That's basically what we're doing here. We're beginning, we're beginning the journey in the kitchen, not in the gym, because Nicole and I, we are not new to this. We are what? True to this. <laughs> so <laughs> any chance for us to kind of go through our mental Rolodex of thirst, something that really challenges us and makes us want to go out there and find the core of somebody's thirst, that's where we shine the brightest. I like that. I like that, that we shine the brightest when we are, uh, you know, going into our mental mind castles and finding oh <laughs> and finding the best thirst object, the new thirst objects for people. Exactly. Mental mind. Wow. You know what? There's <laughs> no mind palaces, Nicole, but it's a mind castle. You know what? <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud of you every single day, and on days like this, especially so. Amazing. Okay, so our first uh, thirst bucket this week, who left a message for our thirst sommelier service, is of course Mary. 
Hi, Thrift Aid Kit. Uh, this is Mary Caitlin in North Carolina. I just finished listening to your incredible episode with Ashley C. Ford, and I really loved the conversation about um, the wonderful Sam Elliott and the respect that his incredible mustache got. Um, totally agree. It inspired me to call in about a thirst sommelier request that I have been toying with for a while, which is my fascination with Tom Selleck and especially Magnum P.I. era Tom Selleck with that rich head of curly hair and that incredible mustache, the chest hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Magnum P.I. I have no desire to or intention to, but I do know Tom Selleck kind of has crappy politics and that always kills my daydreams. So do you have any recommendations for fresher, younger men who are rocking some kind of deliciously decadent mustache or more generally like facial hair situation um thanks a lot bye well so um, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not gonna touch on tom Selleck's politics because i do be- i do agree with mary um mary caitlin that you know maybe we should avoid that but i will say that magnum pi is fascinating television i love it so much i have rewatched it <laughs> it's on amazon prime right now so interesting yeah. give it a chance yes according to mary caitlin but also the evidence of our very own eyes there is something about the solidity of tom Selleck in that mm-hmm. role he's so large mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and he he's he's not just tall he's broad and he's kind of big and burly and I'm really here for it. And yes, the Hawaiian shirt's fantastic. The little shorts, even better. Truly magnificent thighs. <laughs> just really. Um, <laughs> like, I just want to say, like, shout out to previous Tom Selleck, who really was hitting a lot of uh, little little check marks for me. Like, oh, yeah, I like that too. Wow, I like that too. Wow, I think I know what I like. Uh, <laughs> but as Mary Caitlin says, you know, she has some stuff that she doesn't want to get into with Tom. Fair enough. Um, and what she's looking for is, in, in her words, and I have to be very careful, fresher, younger men who are rocking some kind of deliciously decadent mustache or more generally facial hair situation mm-hmm. nicole yeah i've thought about this i've thought about this i went deep into like my my first minds and that's not a euphemism <laughs> and <laughs> i came up with a couple of options okay. the first one is going to be kind of obvious the second one less so but i'll get through the first one first henry cavill okay okay i respect it right. yeah he was he was Thank rocking Thank you a much. little mustache for a while Yes, he was. And it wasn't a little one. It was quite luxurious. Thank you very, very much. It was it was thick. It was like, you know, like a nice dark brown, like chestnut color, the color of the hair in the head. Just really. I remember kind of thinking, I don't know if that will work. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him wearing it and I was like, oh, no, it fucking works. It absolutely fucking works. And it added some kind of dimension to his face. It made him less of a pretty boy because by the time he wanted to do the Tudors, he had his hair very closely shorn. He was more often than not clean shaven slash like five o'clock shadow. He wasn't really doing much in terms of like facial hair. Right, Um, right. Right. Yeah. So I feel like he's so well known as having this clean shaven kind of square jawed face, which Tom Selleck also has. But I think with the mustache, there is something that changes fundamentally in his face. It makes it more interesting. It gives him more depth. It makes you really think, huh, perhaps he has multiple thoughts. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I don't mean that to sound rude. Shout out to you, Henry. But I feel like if you are looking for like a fresher, younger option, Mary Caitlin, you can't go that far wrong with a large barrel chested man who also has what looks like a small rodent on his face. Oh, that does not sound appealing, but I hope I know. I know. I said it because I I, listen. I hope um, it's on her face. (laughs) She understands where I'm coming from. The spirit of it. (laughs) Exactly, Nicole. Who have you got for Mary Caitlin? Okay, so I'm going to do something a little different. Um, This is uh, a person who he's had interesting facial hair in previous movies. He doesn't necessarily, you know, rock facial hair often. But he's got that kind of, um, I don't know, that kind of broad-shouldered manliness that maybe will appeal to Mary Caitlin. And that is Lev Schreiber. Now, woof. He is uh, an interesting-looking man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Please, continue. (laughs) But I really like him. Um, Now, most people will probably recognize him as Sabretooth from the X-Men Origins movie from Wolverine. Um, He had these sideburns that came down, you know, because he's supposed to be this Sabretooth. (laughs) (laughs) Grease's cats, right? Um, This half cat, half man thing. Um, But when you see him galloping, in the movies like on all fours i don't know like it's creepy but it's also kind of hot wow wow nicole (laughs) what an insight (laughs) but he also starred in um he also starred in this tv show called ray donovan recently that was on air for about seven years yes um and and i don't know a single person who watched ray donovan and yet that shit stayed getting renewed (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) But um, my mother loved it. Of course she you know, did. He was, yeah. I know what your mom's um, about, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> but I would recommend him. Sometimes he does, again, have uh, a mustache, d- depending on the movie or whatever. And again, I just, you know, you kind of got to look for it. But he is, um, he just radiates this kind of... <sighs> I guess this is the this is the term for our this particular season. This kind of coiled energy um, that you don't know what he's gonna do. But yeah, Lev Schreiber. Yes, check him out. That's such a good choice, Nicole. Because I was watching his. <laughs> don't judge me. I was watching his architectural digest apartment tour. <laughs> we love a man with levels listen he was taking us through this apartment and i was like hey why don't i move in and we can live a good life here it looked like a really nice apartment and i kept thinking god yeah that thing you said about having this quality of protectiveness i was Mm -hmm. like i bet mr shriver would look after me you know like i'd come home and there would be dinner cooking he'd be like hey don't worry about it i know you've had a long day why don't you settle in and have this steak? And I'd be like, you know what, babes? I love it. So I'm just saying, this is really solid. <laughs> this is such a good choice. My second choice, very quickly for Mary Caitlin, I'm not going to linger on this, but just throwing this out there because I have seen him with facial hair and I do think his face, again, enjoys the benefit of more interest by having some facial fuzz all over it. And that, of course, is Chris Pine. Now, he doesn't have quite the same barrel-chested energy of like big man, protect now kind of vibe. However, with facial hair, Chris Pine's face transforms from something 
semi-regular into something really quite interesting. And I'm just going to throw that in there for you as well, because he's also going like slightly silvery now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when the beard comes in and it's full and it's lush, it just looks like something you want to hold on to. Uh, it looks like it's full of wisdom, like it has a PhD. <laughs> and you might learn something. I respect that. Yeah. Thank you. Just, that's my wild card option. Just throw it in there. See how, see how the mood takes you. And hopefully one or all of those options will satisfy this very specific thing that you were looking for, Mary Caitlin. All right. So I think we have addressed uh, Mary Caitlin's uh, inquiry. Um, let's move on to our next thirst bucket and see what we can help them with. Hi, girls. Calling for thirst sommelier service. I need help because my all-time greatest is 1990s era race science. Uh, he didn't age in a way that works for me. So can you direct me towards some other impossibly elegant but sort of pelvically dexterous snacks like race signs thank you so that was a a very fine example of someone's thirst being so urgent they didn't even leave a name <laughs> you know what i love it i love it though. don't you understand that we've all been there where you're kind of like you know what i don't just get the facts out in a terse fbi manner just put that information <laughs> on the fucking table and get the fuck out and i appreciate that that's efficiency and that's the kind of message we like less than 45 seconds they got in they got out and i appreciate that I do too. <laughs> Respect to you, dear listener. <laughs> so, Nicole, uh, Rafe yeah. finds this has given me just truly hours of thought, and I have nothing. I have nothing for this person, and I feel like I failed them, but I know that you haven't. So, lay it on me, Nicole. What have you got for this person? Okay, I don't know how uh, well these um, options will be received, but the first one is Nicholas Holt. Okay. Now, again, we have another X-Men star. Okay. He was beast in X-Men first class, that whole series. He was also um, in Warm Bodies as one of the zombies. He was R, the lead zombie. Uh, He was in Jack the Giant Slayer, (laughs) which... uh, didn't do as well as it probably should have. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's he's been around for a minute now. He's still fairly young because he was in About a Boy. So he's been, you know, um, in, and he's been acting for, you know, since his childhood, yes. really. Yes. And he was in he was in the original UK, obviously, the, the only version we acknowledge of Skins. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So uh-huh. he started he was like a child actor. He became a teen actor. He was in Mad Max Fury Road. Um, he's been around and he's, he's been like working for such a long time and he's still only a baby. Right. And he was in, um, the recent movie, the favorite. Of course he was. He was really good. He was great in that actually. Wow. You know what, Nicole? Yeah. This is so solid. What, what is, what is the core of your feeling that Nicholas Holt can, uh, reach the same giddy heights of nineties, very fines? 
I think that once he gets out of like this, this superhero franchise thing that he's kind of going back and forth into, I think once he gets out of that and he starts picking up more of those movies like The Favorite, um, that he is going to morph into this, you know, very fine leading man because he has the experience. Um, he's also pretty captivating. Like once he's on screen and you're able to like, focus on him away from the ensemble he is he's pretty uh he's a solid actor i think and also you know he's kind of tall and he's got some hair that kind of swoops a little bit when he lets it grow out i i think that he could um once he gets more into his maturity he's gonna be uh, a nice little sexy leading man who also has uh, a bit of drama to him wow nicole that's actually i'm i'm so 100 percent on board and convinced like <laughs> you nailed everything <laughs> that i wanted to kind of because i was like yeah why, why why nicholas hot and by the end of it i'm like yeah no that's absolutely right that is actually spot on thank you so much nicole that's a solid choice thank you thank you uh my second choice is andrew garfield huh. um again stick with me i am sticking <laughs> Again, this kind of dark haired, um, slim, you know, guy, when, you know, the, our caller talked about pelvically dexterous. I think that Andrew <laughs> Garfield has some moves. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you just, you know, as a person who really enjoys, uh, you know, a French fry of a man, I just want you to trust me, people. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. She just threw that in there. Trust me. But, um, you know, Andrew Garfield, he has been in, obviously, he kind of launched uh, here in America with the social network, even though he, again, has been around for a long time. Um, I think he was a child actor as well. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I got a little dry throated um the social network obviously he became spider-man for two movies before he decided he was through with all of that (laughs) um (laughs) he said you know what i think i've made enough cash peace out (laughs) yeah um again a solid actor interesting um face to look at he chooses um interesting films i think um you know so I, I'm gonna stick with Andrew Garfield and just let that let that speak for itself. And again, hair does some really interesting swoopy things. Yes, I, I like Andrew a lot. You know what? Another solid choice. He does have a really magnificent head of hair, and yeah, you've chosen well yet again. Shout out to Unicol. Uh, Thank you. Hopefully, that has helped out our unnamed thirst buckets who really had an urgent need. Um, and if it's not helped them, we're sorry. We will keep thinking on it. And if it comes to us, rest assured, we will add more to this list for you. Okay, so now we have another voicemail, this time from Chelsea, who has a very specific request. Hi, Thirst Aid Kit. My name is Chelsea, and I am in desperate need of a thirst sommelier. I have listened to your guys' episode on Dan Levy So many times, I think I broke my podcast player, but I'm actually calling about the other star of Sitch Creek, not Eugene, Noah Reed. He plays the eponymous Patrick, the absolutely adorable love interest of David Rose, and he is (laughs) kind on the eyes, and he is blunt in the fingers and broad in the shoulders. He is a Canadian singer-songwriter who has 
a megawatt smile, and there is just something about the kindness and sincerity with which he looks at the world that I cannot get enough of. So if you've got more recommendations to satisfy the thirst, I would be absolutely thrilled to have them. Thank you guys so much for all the work that you do and the amazing podcast that is Thursday Kit. Bye, guys. Wow. Aw, thank you so much, Chelsea. Wasn't it lovely? Like someone just saying, hey, love the work that you do. And you know what? We hear it a lot, um, but it never gets tiring. I love hearing people say that they love what we do. We love what we do. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Nicole, Mm -hmm. there was a very specific turn of phrase that I just want to take to bed with me and cuddle like a hot water bottle in Chelsea's message uh, because she said (laughs) he is kind on the eyes and blunt in the fingers and broad in the shoulders. And I just want to say poetry. (laughs) That's my, that's my full word poetry, Chelsea. What a, what a series of images just flashed across my mind. Like, Ooh, yeah, (laughs) great. Nicole, do you have an option for Chelsea that will help her achieve, if not all three, then at least one of those things? Yes, I do. Um, Kit Harrington, Huh. Explain the, yourself. If, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Um, I think Noah Reed and Kit Harrington both have this um, cherubic face, shall we say. Oh. Um, you know, it's a little soft, a little sweet. Um, but there's still like this light in their eyes. So I think Kit Harrington, and also, you know, he's got, once he gets away from the Jon Snow fur robes and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> he's, uh, he's kind of cut. You know um, what? There's no kind of about it. Real cut. <laughs> yes. So uh, I like, I like Kit's. Also, I like when he grows his hair out, although I think he's recently cut it in order to move away from the Jon Snow uh, oh, that's a shame. reputation that he has. Um, and I have one more. Okay. Uh, recommendation that's a little different not exactly on that same path but Finn Jones who was also in Game of Thrones briefly before moving to play the uh, lead character in Iron Fist Um, again just like a really soft angelic looking face but he is quite fit Um, curly beautiful hair um you know, I just think that, you know, we could give him a little shot. I, you know, Iron Fist wasn't uh, perhaps the best vehicle for him, but. <laughs> so diplomatic. <laughs> but, you know, he's, um, you know, he's a nice young man to look at. Ah. So Kit Harrington and Finn Jones. Solid choices, solid choices. I'm going to linger on the thing that Chelsea said about being kind on the eyes. And I think I'm also going to kind of slightly extrapolate and make that also kind in the eyes. Because the thing that always strikes me whenever I see Noah Reed as Patrick on Schitt's Creek is how softly he gazes at Dan Levy's character, David. There is so much mm-hmm. like banked passion, but like genuine affection and love. And I feel like, again, solid eye acting. He does this thing where his eyes soften a lot when he's looking at David and when he's talking to David and when he's mm-hmm. being vulnerable with David. And someone who I think is quite good at that, even though he doesn't have a lot of chances to do that, is Adam Pally. Now, you may remember him from... TV's Happy Endings, a.k.a. one of the most cruelly cancelled shows of our lifetimes. Um, But he has like, you know, he's kind of like Noah Reed in that he doesn't live inside of a gym, okay? 
he he is right. perfectly respectably you know whatever but like he's not like super super like hard-bodied blah 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 and i really love that look of someone who you know makes breakfast and eats it um so adam pally <laughs> is <laughs> is one of my choices and then very quickly i'm going to also throw in david wenham who was mm-hmm. in lord of the rings um, and he's kind of, again, he has these great eyes that just kind of transmit a fuckload of stuff. And I really feel like he and Noah Reed have similar energies. Also, he wears glasses. And my, one of my weaknesses is boys in glasses. So shout out to you, David. Uh, bring your spectacles over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, Chelsea, that helps. And... <sighs> This really was a challenge. Um, so please, I hope that these things throw new options in your path. They, they present new trails of crumbs for you to follow and seek out new thirst objects. And for our last thirst sommelier, we have um, a caller who is uh, putting in a request that's a little different for us. Hi, Ben. Hi, Nicole. I am a longtime listener and I love y'all's show. And I'm calling in with a... With a uh, there's sommelier request. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with some YouTube people, but I am very much into Bon Appetit's Brad Leone on their YouTube channel. He is absolutely adorable. He has like the most wonderful sparkly eyes. He's kind of like a kid, but also a dad with the dad bod. I don't know. He's just someone I'm super into, and I don't think I'm the only one. So maybe if you guys could send some suggestions my way, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So Brad Leone from the Bon Appetit YouTube series. Um, I'm with it. (laughs) (laughs) I do subscribe to um, the Bon Appetit YouTube series um, web channel and um, he is a nice uh a nice person to look at um i don't even i like he normally talks about um uh pickling things and like creating the uh, fermenting things and creating like live food um which is not my thing at all but he is so um like I think he's from Pennsylvania somewhere like this uh strange little east coast place um <laughs> not that pennsylvania is strange but no, but you're a southerner <laughs> i get it <laughs> um and so he says instead of saying water he says water <laughs> like <laughs> so stuff like that um but yeah but he's interesting he you know um i don't particularly have anybody to recommend uh the caller to uh you know give her some brad leone vibes but bim you have some suggestions right yes i do yes i do so Unlike you, Nicole, I am a strictly NYT cooking girl. I don't really Mm. venture into the Bon Appetit waters. However, because I am a thirst bloodhound, I do know all about Bradleone because wherever my eyes take me is where they need to go. So (laughs) I am well aware of Brad. I have also observed his form and I have been pleased with what I have seen. So I understand you, anonymous caller, who again, so urgent was the thirst they were like, fuck a name. Just <laughs> here's my request. Do what you need to do. And so here we are doing that. So I have two options. The very first one is Bobby Cannavale. 
Ooh, I like it. Thank you so much. So the thing that I like about Brad is that he looks again like a solid bear of a man. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that the caller mentioned that Bradley only has is the dad bod. Shout out to the dad bod. Uh, but also that he has wonderful sparkly eyes. And I feel like Bobby Cannavale, who just finished a run of Medea at uh, the Brooklyn Academy of Music with his partner, Rose Byrne. Um, he has an abundance of sparkle in his eyes. There's something really kind of, um, you can almost touch it. It feels tangible. Like he looks like a fun guy. I feel like if you went on a date with Bobby, you'd have a good time. Like you would come home, you'd be wrecked, (laughs) but you'd be like, you know what? I had a great time. Am I going to do it again tomorrow? Absolutely not. But I'll be there next week once I have replenished. Like I feel like he has fun energy to him. Uh, which I think Brad has as well. And I'm also thinking about his role in Master of None in season two, where he played a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I can see him in little, I can see him in the kitchen. I can see him doing some shit. Like Bobby, he looks like a capable sort of guy. He looks like he's like a good kid wrangler and mm-hmm. really gets on with your mom and all the aunties in your family. Like he's kind of jocular, he's jokey. But then when it's time not to be jokey, Bobby can do that shit too. Right. 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 And maybe we just mm-hmm. direct your ears to one of our earlier episodes in which we discussed the charms of Bobby. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. give him a second look, innit? And for my second option, I'm going for another obvious, but I stand by it option. Seth Rogen, Nicole. Yes, I like Seth a lot. And we've been trying to get him into, you know, the studio. And hopefully, you know, we'll, we can make that happen. But right. Seth, if you're listening, come through. Come all the way through. Like, obviously, look after your lungs. This is a very dangerous time for you. But right. <laughs> once this, you know, this outbreak is like settled, we flattened the curve successfully. Shout out to Alexis Ohanian. Then will you please come into the studio so we can have a little chat about how much we and the Thirst Buckets at large love you. But there's something about Seth that I find really, really attractive. And it's most on display in the Netflix series Breakfast, Lunch and Dinner, um, which is a, a series hosted by David Chang. And he spends a day with a person and they take him in the same city for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. They do a lot of talking, blah, blah, blah. And in his episode, Seth talks a lot about growing up in Vancouver and all the food cultures that exist there and so on and watching oh also naturally he makes him smoke a few you know of his special uh splits but like there's something about seth rogan which again has grown uh over time for me is that there is something so um yeah i like the focus in his eyes like he is good at the things he is good at uh, mm-hmm. And I'm projecting wildly here because I saw Longshot and I loved him in Longshot. But I'm like, yes, I would not be averse to a Longshot type situation where there was someone who was genuinely out there, like good for me, fun, having a good time, but also like really about his craft, really knows what the fuck he's doing. And I get that vibe from from uh, Brad and I really get that vibe from Seth. And I feel like if you haven't incorporated Seth into your Rolodex of Thirst, and now might be a good time to just, you know, see what's up with Seth. 
Speaking of uh, Seth's focus, he also does pottery. Um, If you look at his Instagram, you will see where he has been, you know, throwing pottery and like making, of course, he makes pipes and ashtrays and things like that. But he also makes vases and all these different things. Um, Again, because, you know, he wanted something to do to help with all the, you know, the things going on in the world and just to get his mind focused on one particular thing at a time. So, you know, he is a man of many different talents, um, right. unexpected talents. So Seth Rogen, I like that choice a lot. Excellent. Nicole, thank you for validating my uh, first choices. And hopefully our anonymous listener is also nodding sagely right now. Like, yes, that was a good choice. All right. Well, that was a, a good, healthy session of Thirstamillier. <laughs> a healthy <laughs> session. Wow. You sound like a sexologist from the 1960s. <laughs> I mean, we had some um, some solid recommendations, I think. I think so. Not to clap ourselves on the back a little bit too loudly, but like, well done us. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, we always love it when our listeners send us lovely compliments. But if we don't compliment ourselves, who else will? Who? <laughs> Whomst? so anyway remember that you can also call and leave a voice note yourself if you would like the number is 510-984-4778 or to remember it easier 5109-THIRST Thank you to all of our listeners who have sent in their Thirstamillier requests. Um, There are plenty more for us in our inbox and you can always send in some more. Um, But right now we're going to move on to our reader drabbles. Mm, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I love the listener submitted drabbles. They're so fun. I mean, for me, so many of the stories that come with the drabbles are just as fascinating as the drabbles themselves. So people will tell you, oh, I picked up my pen for the first time and I'm writing fanfic in the, for the first time in 15 years. Or people will say stuff like, oh, yeah, I've never actually done this before, but I feel like I can try. And it just requires a big deal of trust. And I appreciate people taking the time to kind of take out the words from their brains and send it in an email and like give it to strangers essentially like we are here kind of going yeah send them in but you don't know and you do it it's such an act of faith that seems to me to be like the very spirit of fanfic where you make something for the consumption uh, of others and I love every single email that comes in and just how bashful people get but they're doing it anyway and I appreciate that and also our thirst buckets are really good writers. Yes. And they put out some quality work. And I, I hope that more um, more of our listeners submit some uh, some of their writing because it's really good. Excellent. That's exactly. You know what, Nicole? I would love to be a student in your class. Aw. <laughs> Just getting some feedback. It's like, uh, you know what, Bim? You need to punch up the dialogue here. You're right, Professor Perkins. You're absolutely correct. I will do so. I just, I imagine you being a very patient teacher who also kind of demands excellence. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> how like, I am. She's like, yeah, that's, that's spot on. Well done, friend. You do know me. Okay, good. I'm glad. That's so reassuring to me. All right. Well, let's get into some of these amazing drabbles as you have described them. Uh, and let's just, uh, let's power through these because we have a very broad selection of thirst. 
and people have done entirely too much, even though we ask you to keep that shit short, and you're kind of like, cool, cool story. I'm going to write you a novel. <laughs> but our very first uh, Drabble comes from Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Um, and this one is kind of like inspired by a real life meet and greet because Crystal met the first object of her Drabble. Um, and as she said in the email, sadly, the rest of this didn't happen. Lol. You know those lols that are not lol at all? Because she's sad. Like, you can tell. She's like, oh, right. man. <laughs> okay, so this is a drabble about Raphael Sadiq by Crystal. Ooh. I entered the nightclub for the after party around midnight, still in my concert haze from the amazing show that Raphael Sadiq had just finished. I was also still in a state of pleasant disbelief that I'd finally met him at the meet and greet earlier that evening. I kept my cool, even though my heart was in my throat. But now we were about to share space yet again, and I needed something to take the edge off. At the bar, I took a sip of my double jack and coke, nodding at its potency. I paid my tab, then spun around, only to bump into someone, spilling half of my beverage. Ooh, excuse me, I... No, it's my fault. My apologies. I heard the familiar California accent respond. It was Raphael. Wow, I said, giggling and embarrassed for my clumsiness. Oh, hey, what's up? He said. Crystal, right? I quickened, silently praying that my knees wouldn't buckle. That's right, I said, smiling. I didn't expect you to remember that. And obviously, you're Raphael. Some things are hard to forget, he responded, looking at me intently. You can call me Ray. Now let's replace that drink. Oh, Crystal. Crystal said I'm going full Imaginarium fantasy. I'm putting this shit to paper. You know what, Crystal? I respect it. <laughs> she said I quickened. She's, Come on with that. She Come said she quickened. Romance novel language. She quickened. Bitch, I'm quickened too. What? I love this so much. It's so cute. It's so cute. And again, I love it. Like her intentions are clearly clear, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to drive slow. Yeah. She starts by replacing yes. the drink. First of all, chivalrous, 100%. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do, Ray. And I also really love the little subtle, <laughs> call me Ray, bitch. Are you sure? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, shout out to you, was Crystal. Really nice. Wasn't it? Wasn't it nice? And yes, bless you, Crystal. Thank you for sending that in. And thank you for allowing yourself to feel some feelings and put them to paper. You know what? Half of the battle of this whole thing is just giving yourself permission to feel the thirst, the lust, the desire. Mm-hmm. And you did that. So shout out to you, Crystal. Thank you very much for sending that in. Um, All right. Our next Drabble is from Vanessa C. Mm. Uh, She says that she was inspired to write this Drabble because um, I will kind of went off on a little tangent about Hosier in one of our recent episodes. And so she sent this in in response to that. (laughs) The warmth of his flannel sheets and the scent of freshly brewed coffee aroused me from the deepest sleep I'd had in a while. Then I saw him, Andrew Hosier Byrne, gazing out into the foggy morning, wearing my favorite cashmere sweater and holding a mug of delicious coffee. He chuckled lightly when I got up to join him, surrendering the coffee only to surround me with his arms. You were so cute last night, he said, kissing my forehead. 
oh no, was I wilding out while we were drinking whiskey? How embarrassing. Funny though, I hope. He laughed that sweet laugh again and reassured me. Very funny, amusing even. Around 3 a.m. you were demanding fish and chips and don't worry, I made sure we found the only place open so you could eat. That must be why I slept so well. You always make sure I'm taken care of. We shifted ever so slightly so I could lay my head on his chest and breathe him in. With a quick change of motion, Andrew's hands gripped my body as we collapsed into the strategically placed settee. Pleasantly surprised and in anticipation of what was coming, I let out a sigh and kissed his cheek, letting my fingers get lost in his gorgeous hair as he kissed my neck before replacing his lips with his hand, squeezing just tight enough. His other hand pulled my arms above my head and I felt my body surrender. I knew where he was taking me and that was the only place I wanted to be. Vanessa. (laughs) Vanessa C. First of all, (laughs) first of all, young Vanessa said, you always make sure I'm taken care of. And you know what? That wasn't even mm. a double. That was a triple, <laughs> a quadruple. And she was like, you know what, Andrew? Who's your bird? Like, full motherfucking name. Full name. Vanessa had some, uh, she had some thoughts. I feel like she was drinking whiskey when she wrote this shit. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I mean. I, I like this one a lot. How can you be? You know the bit that really made me, like, do an intake of breath? Mm-hmm. Where she says, he kissed my neck before replacing his lips with his hand, squeezing just tight enough. Vanessa. Vanessa. (laughs) Bitch. Bitch. (laughs) Vanessa said, let me give you a glimpse into my psyche of the kind of shit I like. Uh, Vanessa. (laughs) Okay, then. (sighs) Excellent. Thank you, Vanessa C. (laughs) Excellent reading, Nicole. You also did that. Can I just say? Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We are not okay today. (laughs) (laughs) uh yes thank you vanessa c and i just want to give a shout out to one of our favorite listeners cookie who also sent in a hosier drabble we weren't able to get to that um this time around but we see you cookie thank you so much keep sending those drabbles in right so now we're going to move on to another uh first object we've had two musicians thus far but we're gonna move into another creative art this time we have a drabble from a listener called vicky c and uh she was inspired to send this in because apparently and this feels weird to me she doesn't know a single person in caps a single person who shares her deep and abiding love for this tall drink of water and so for her to reinforce her own thirst since there's no one else she said she was going to write us a wee drabble and uh that's what she did except i will say vicky it wasn't so wee so we've had to cut this down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was about to say it was not we like, at all Vicky, this was the direct opposite of we uh, almost as large as the first object who is of course adam driver but we've 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 cut judiciously and we're going to post the rest of it up on our tumblr so you will uh thirst buckets can get the chance to revel in the full glory of vicky's abundant ink anyway here we go here is vicky's drabble about adam driver hey My hands curled around my cup of coffee, as if for dear life, trembling slightly at the sound of his voice. It's been over a year since I last spoke to him. I tell myself that I am fine. I am over him. I am just here out of curiosity. 
I take a deep breath and look up at him. Hi, Adam. I can't believe how calm I sound, how normal. I'm starting to feel smug about my composure when he slides into the booth opposite me, holding eye contact with me the whole time. I see his mane of dark hair, as out of control as I've ever seen it. I see his long nose and wide mouth, perfectly off kilter. I see his dark eyes staring at me with a soft intensity. I start to think I might get out of this encounter alive, but when I see his hands, enormous but elegant, I blush as I remember what those hands could do to me, and I'm lost all over again. Just the sight of him affects me like a shot of adrenaline. My heart is thudding, my mouth is dry, and I'll bet the farm my pupils are blown. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say... Vicky wrote that shit like it was a noir from the 1940s, and I'm here for it. Listen, the repetition, I see his long nose and mouth. I see his dark eyes. I love that. I see his mane of dark hair. I love that. I love repetition for emphasis. Vicky C., if you were in my creative (laughs) writing class, I would give you an A++. (laughs) Professor Perkins out. Yes. That's it. Shout out to you, Vicky. That was very thirsty. The rest of it, it goes in that kind of steamy body heat direction. Uh, we will post mm-hmm. it up. You will see all of it. But yeah, don't guys like send in your drabbles. Be like Vicky in that regard. But don't send us a whole novel again like Vicky did. But you know what? It's a great <laughs> it's a great drabble, to be fair. Thank you very much, Vicky. We appreciate it. We are so glad that you decided to commit your thirst to email. And our next drabble comes from Mika, who uh, is writing about one of my favorite, favorite thirst objects, uh, Sebastian Stan. Yes, bitch. (laughs) And she says that while she is a seasoned veteran when it comes to reading fanfic, this is her first time writing some herself. Oh, congrats to you, Mika. Good job. Well done. Proud of you, buddy. This is another one that we had to cut down uh, because it was a little too lengthy um, for us to read all of it uh, in this episode. But um, again, we'll put it on the Tumblr so you can read the rest of it. Um, And, you know, we appreciate the uh, attention to detail that you all want to put into your drabbles and and that you want to be thorough. But we can't always read all of that. So just keep that in mind. okay? All right, let's get started with this drabble from Mika about Sebastian Stan. Do you have your passport? Sebastian asks in that pouty way he does, opening his mouth as little as possible, but still managing to form words. I can tell he's a bit sad, but that sentiment surely won't leave his lips. It's in my bag, unless someone thought that hiding it would be cute and endearing, which it definitely would not be. I sigh as I try to lock eyes with him, but he averts his gaze to my mouth. I was genuinely asking, but now I'm a little disappointed that I didn't think of that because it absolutely would have been cute and endearing. I huff out a laugh at his words because, having seen Sebastian's charm in action, he's probably right. And you really don't want me to drive you to the airport, he grumbles as he hooks an index finger into the front pocket of my jeans. He barely has to pull. It takes little force for magnets to find each other. I would much rather say goodbye to you at home. Also, my boss is paying for transportation and I'm not passing up a free ride. I joke as I settle my arms around his waist. I know he's trying to hide a laugh because of the wrinkles that make an appearance by his shocking blue eyes and I stifle a victorious smirk. 
A warm palm settles against the front of my neck, fingers curling around and thumb tucking itself under my jaw. Okay. And we'll pick up the rest on Tumblr. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I just want to point out again a single sentence that really got me right in the feels. And it's the bit <clears throat> where she says, he hooks an index finger into the front pocket of my jeans. And now listen to this poetry. He barely has to pull. It takes little force for magnets to find each other. Is it? Yes. Yes. Give us the physics lesson. Tell us what magnets do. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love this one. I just also just love the um, familiarity between the two people that comes across in the language here. Yes. It's just really sweet. Oh, Professor Perkins, man, these office hours, I'm loving it. <laughs> Tell me more. I want to send you my writing. Hey, Nicole, what do you think? Hey, hey, what's what's the point of simile here? I love it. I love it. Oh, man, everyone, pay Nicole. Pay her to do your remote coronavirus <laughs> lectures. Let her do that shit via video. Okay. Another thank you to Mika for sending in that stuff that really had Nicole uh, also by the neck. Don't think we don't notice how many of you are putting hands on necks. I just want to say that none of you are slick. Listen, that is my jam. <laughs> Go for it. Not one person is slick. It's all kind of like in flowery language. But I'm like, yeah, but fam, his hand ends up where? On your neck. All right, cool. Good to know. <laughs> Such are the times we are living in. Everyone's really into this shit. And you know what? Live your life. Everyone's just like, choke me out. <laughs> oh, God. All right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Here is another drabble from a thirst bucket. Uh, this is our final drabble of the bunch. It's from a listener called Michelle M. Uh, we appreciate you, Michelle. Thanks for sending this in. Michelle says in her email, she's a full-blown, long-time listening tack pod stan. And we love the stands. We all do. Michelle says that she hopes we enjoy this drabble. Shout out to you for thinking about us in this time. Thank you. Because, and this is, this is the shit that I like to hear. Michelle says that we are the cause of her thirst for Lee Pace. Yes, yes. Doesn't that give you a Love doesn't it. that give you a sense of power? Like, oh my god, we have the ability to change lives, Nicole. <laughs> I love recommending stuff for people that they enjoy. Yes. So I feel like, you know, I have recommended this beautiful hunk of man <laughs> and people <laughs> are now enjoying him, you know, who may not have, you know, known about him before, just kind of overlooked him because maybe he was in something that they didn't really pay attention to. Mm. But please, everyone focus on Lee Pace. Focus. Um, <laughs> so this travel is about Lee Pace and I'm going to begin now. Lee reaches a long arm across the expanse of white sheet between us to brush the back of his hand across my cheek. I lay stretched on my side, smugly enjoying the sight of him wrung out and boneless. Earlier that day, a different kind of physical activity had left him just as shattered, and I'd relish that sight no less. You're too far away, he says, his voice still heavy with a breath he can't quite catch. His skin feels rough against my lips as I kiss each knuckle of his large hand, then slide across the bed into his arms. We'd spent the better part of that morning fixing, cleaning, and tending to almost every part of the farm. Our final surgeon in the midsummer heat had taken us to the edge of the farmland near the property line. My long legs, though not nearly as long as his, matched him stride for stride as we moved with purpose slightly uphill towards the overrun fields. 
Lee wore a broken-in blue baseball cap pulled low so it shielded his eyes from the sun as he cleared the parched, overgrown brush with an ancient-looking English scythe. When I wasn't distracted by the monumental vision of him bare to the waist, gleaming with sweat, muscles twisting and articulating with the motion of the tool, I made myself useful, raking the brush he felled. We went on like that, for a while, in silence, until he stopped mid-swing, a radiant look of triumph on his face, and smiled at me. <laughs> Michelle, bitch, what? Oh my God. You Her know muscles what? articulating. Listen, we cut bitch. that travel short what? because Michelle kept going. Like there was more. Michelle said, you people are going to be on that motherfucking farmland <sighs> with me while Lee takes an English side. Can I just also, can I... Can I just mention the diesel? She said, this is not an American scythe. It is a what? An English scythe. She gave you the detail. She did her research and she showed you the research. <laughs> Michelle said, I will show you and I will tell you it's an English scythe. The detail in this particular drabble, can I just point out? She says an expanse of white sheet. Huh? Listen, oh my God. Him wrung out and boneless. Wrung out and boneless. Like he is like a chicken wing. What? Oh my goodness. And I just, this whole setup. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing it again. But the whole, like the whole thing where we, you know, present, we're in the bed with them. Then we have the flashback to them bitch. on the farm. Flashback. And then we're, oh my God. She said he wore, Come through, Michelle. she said he wore a broken in blue baseball cap. And instantly my mind's eye filled with the image. And then she says this little yes. detail. Can I just say, we don't use this word nearly enough. She called it a monumental vision of him bare to the waist. <laughs> monumental. Monumental is a great word. Michelle, thank you for bringing that shit back. Wow. <sighs> yes. But I love this whole thing. Like, this was such a really good crop of drabbles. Y'all did Did that. what? That. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually, yeah, I'm filled with a new lust. Like, I am open to so much based on these drabbles. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your drabbles. And if we didn't read yours, we promise we have read it in person. We just haven't read it on the show. We appreciate all your efforts. We know it takes a lot. And we are so appreciative that you take the time to let us know how you're feeling. We read every single drabble that comes through and we appreciate you doing it. Thank you to everyone who sent voicemails, who sent emails, who sent their drabbles. You all are a ray of sunshine in these dark times. We appreciate you so, so much. You just really make this all worth it every day. That's very, very true. That's exactly what this is. And this this was a, a sort of a an unofficial big thank you to all of our listeners who have been with us through thick and thin and just keep on coming back. And you keep telling people about Thursday Kit. And we're so, so appreciative of that. You keep subscribing. You're still listening. And we hope to be a comfort to you the way you have been a comfort to us. Thursday Kit is a Slate production produced by Cher Vincent and us, Nicole Perkins and Bim Adewunmi. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at ThirstAidKit and we are on Tumblr at ThirstAidKitPodcast.tumblr.com. 
We want to say a big thank you to all of the Thirst Buckets who take to Twitter every Thursday to live tweet their listen. You can join them by using the hashtag TACPOD, that's T-A-K-P-O-D, or you can write us an email with all of your feelings to thursdaykit at slate.com. Now, this whole episode was centered around the mailbag, and we can't do that without you. So if you want to use our Thirst Sommelier service, just send us a short, and we do mean short, no longer than a minute, message. The number is 510-984-4778. That's 510-9-THIRST. And non-US Thirst Buckets can send us a short voice note via email at thirstaidkit at slate.com. You can find all of our episodes and links to listen at slate.com slash podcasts. And if you find yourself wishing you could get even more Thursday content each week, well, now you can. All you have to do is become a Slate Plus member. Slate Plus is Slate's membership program. For just $35 for the first year, you'll get a little extra from this show and all other Slate shows, plus absolutely no ads. Visit slate.com slash thirstaidplus to sign up. All right, we'll be back next week with new and indeed zesty thirst content. But in the meantime, please remember, drink some cranberry juice, wash your hands, and continue to practice social distancing. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that was a class. Wait, did she say pelvic dextrous? What did she say? Pelvically dextrous. Okay, okay. (laughs) 